Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM proudly presents the Rowan Sports Review, a weekly program that brings you up to date on all the exciting news of Rowan University athletics, including recaps and highlights, player and coach interviews, and a preview of upcoming games. And now, here's your host, Rowan Radio Sports Director, Jack Miller. Welcome back, everyone, to the Rowan Sports Review. I am your host, WGLS Sports Director Jack Miller, and Rowan Soccer is underway here in Glassboro. In today's show, we have an interview with star forward of the Rowan women's soccer team, Olivia Giordano. We'll get to that a little later. We are first going to break down the women's soccer team and their phenomenal season they've had so far and in the past few seasons. And joining me for that conversation is the man who has been covering them pretty much all year long, either on Rowan Athletics and here on the radio, Aiden Doherty. Doherty, how are you doing today? I'm going. I mean, I call you Doc all the time. So <laughs> Doc I'll, is perfectly fine. So, I'm, so, but Doc, how are you feeling today? I mean, it's great. It's a good morning here. Yeah. So we're ready to talk about one of the most dominating teams I think I've seen in my couple years here at Rowan. Yeah, whether it be soccer, football, no, baseball, football. softball. Yeah. I mean, softball made it all the way to the, the World Series back in June and. But, I mean, this women's soccer team just hasn't lost yet. So, c- currently to this day, they're 7-0-1. And they're, they're, this team, man, is just phenomenal to watch, as I mentioned earlier. And it's it's hard not to just say that. But first things first, let's just talk about the team as a whole. The profs haven't lost yet this season. They've only given up three goals compared to the 28 that they mm-hmm. have currently that they've scored. What have you seen so far this season that you've liked from this Profs team? I mean, there's a lot to like, but what is something key to you that you've liked the most from this women's Profs team? I mean, I just I think in soccer, possession is very important, and, and they dominate possession. I mean, you see it in the shot, shot chart, 201 shots to 39. And I said it when I was covering the Penn State-Berks game with Sam Prince is, I, I was surprised every time Penn State-Berks even had the ball because it felt that whole game, they had the ball 95% of the time. And it was only a 4 nothing victory. It seemed like Penn State Berks was just trying to get out of there with a little goal differential. They they came in there like they knew they were going to lose. Like they were gonna, knew they were going to lose, excuse me. But they they just didn't want to lose by too much. And, I mean, I guess they kind of yeah. succeeded. 4 nothing isn't isn't the end of the world, I don't think. Yeah, and just looking at the stats, again, you mentioned the goals, or not the goals, the shots that they have uh, per, uh, just total, to- 201 to 39. Looking at the shots per game, that's 25.1. We'll round it down to 25 shots per game compared to the opponent having around five. Mm. That's a huge difference. Timesing that by five compared to your opponent is pretty wild, and time of possession has been a huge thing uh, for the profs uh, this season for the women's team and you kind of just have to for for if you're an opponent though like you gotta think about that like yeah. how do you stop that because obviously they just control the ball the entire time mm-hmm. time of possession has been a huge thing how do you reverse that and you have the other team has more possession of the ball honestly I don't know because they have a bunch of different attackers obviously we talked about Giordano and talked about to both of them uh yeah. juliana and olivia gabby dean's had a good year mackenzie clement uh amazing year they just come in different ways and honestly the only way to really stop too many shots or at least shots on goal in particular is that you send like you have like nine people back on defense but that the counterattacks that's what we saw penn state burks did that i just mentioned a little bit ago and 
And they, whenever they try to counterattack, it was just one forward downfield, and, and you can't do much there as one forward against two or three defenders or maybe even four or five. And at the end of the day, I, I really don't know as of now, but there the other teams just haven't been able to create, create opportunities. I think something that you could look into is maybe you try to go all offensive force and you try to match the yeah. offensive production that Rowan has. But at the same time, uh, it's something I don't want to do is go head-to-head with, uh, this women's soccer team. Yeah, and I just want to talk about the Giordano twins just for a second, just because we will be talking to Olivia Giordano later in this episode. But I want to get your thoughts on the Giordano twins. I mean, they've only lost one game in their mm-hmm. two seasons here. They, they've just been dominant both here and when they were at Millville High School. I think pretty much we have to say that the Giordano effect mm-hmm. is, is here because they, they didn't lose a lot in high school either. Giordano, Olivia Giordano, she broke the scoring record in high school, and she's been bringing that same momentum from Millville over to Rowan, and it's been mm-hmm. really fun to watch. And how, like, they, she, you can't stop her. That's the problem. Not, not just Olivia, but also Juliana. Yeah. It's, it's a two-headed monster, even though they also have two other sets of twins that are also <laughs> hard to stop too. It's yeah. just... These three twin factors are insane for the women's team, and it's been pretty much unstoppable. Yeah, I mean, the Giordano twins, they have combined for 10 goals, obviously eight coming from Olivia, but Juliana usually defense slash midfield. She does push it up sometime, including that amazing goal against Swarthmore to To push a tie in the 90th minute. But she also scored in Wednesday's game um, against NJCU, but... It's just tough because they're on both ends. You know, it's almost like if you saw, like, in the NFL, for example, you see brothers, but they're on the same side of the field. Mm-hmm. Like, you, they're one's dominating the other side, and one's dominating defensively, one's dominating offensively. And that's what they do here <laughs> for Rowan. And it's just, it's hard because wherever you look, one of them's. One of them's making a play, whether it's defensively, offensively, and sometimes they do a little bit of both. I've seen Olivia actually go back on defense a couple times to help recover some of her teammates as, say, another team was going on a push, and obviously we've seen Juliana push the pace a little bit and, and go up and score a couple goals of her own. Yeah, and let's talk about the defense for a second, just sticking with the Juliana side of things, if you want to talk mm-hmm. about say it like that. Uh, the, their defense has obviously been super solid. In their game against NJCU uh, back on September 27th, they only let up one shot, and it was saved by goalkeeper Callista Burke. And the defense is pretty much as well just been all over the place, not in a bad way. Just They're just zoning everything. They know they're just hawking the ball, mm-hmm. making sure it gets onto the other side of the pitch. And everything that Coach Leacott has been saying defensively, coaching-wise, has been outstanding. Yeah, I mean, I think I made a joke on a broadcast saying Calista Burke could have a campfire in a tent back there by <laughs> her net because there really just wasn't much action for her. At some points, I feel bad. I'm like, hopefully the defense lets her you know, save a couple shots here because they're just so stout on that side, and, and that's what creates their offensive game is, is when you're stout and, and you have – your defense so well that your defense is sitting on that midfield line and you just split the field in half where that other side of the field is just empty because you keep pushing it. Your defense doesn't allow anything, any through balls or any quick runs. 
I mean, two of those three goals came in the game against Swarthmore, and I think one was a header off a corner, and the other, I think, was just a nice cross again. And they, they had some very solid goals, but again, they, they capitalize on limited opportunities, which is not something you can count on on a game-to-game basis. But they just, again, dominated. 21 saves and, and was eight games, so that's just a little bit little bit under three saves yeah, a little, game. yeah exactly <laughs> like it's because she doesn't she doesn't see many shots in burke and it's a little over three yeah yeah and she's almost played almost 700 minutes now and in, in that and only has seen 24 shots on goal now here's the thing doc do you think that's gonna hurt burke down the line simply mm-hmm. because she's not getting production but let's say when they get to the NJAC tournament, potentially mm-hmm. even the NCAA tournament, when they face someone that is potentially up to par with the Roman women's soccer team, do you think her quote-unquote lack of production, yeah. because this defense is so immaculate, right? Mm-hmm. do you think that hurts them down the line just because she's not getting as much reps as other goalkeepers are? Yeah, I mean, I could see that. If I did have to find a weakness, the weakness would be that they're so good defensively that it might hurt the goalkeeper in the end because obviously you do want to see multiple shots you want to see multiple looks you want to see um shots that are going to the top goal post that you have to jump up and save you just want to read the ball but at the same time I'm sure she's getting those looks in practice because she's obviously going against one of the best offensive attacks uh, that Rowan has in practice but yeah I mean against Swarthmore they created like two very good opportunities and, and they ended up capitalizing on both so if there was a weakness, I, I, I think you could point to that. But at the same time, I'm sure, she, again, she's seeing it in practice. And she's seen also some good opportunities. But that defense also isn't just going to fall off a cliff, I don't think, when you when they face, obviously. Even a team that might be a little bit better than them. I think something you would see against a team that's just around where they're ranked is probably a defensive game that ends in you know, two or three good opportunities for both sides, and it's going to be who's going to put the ball in, in the back of the net. So goalkeeping, obviously, one of the holes, I mean, that could happen. You never know. <laughs> but do you see any holes, whether it comes to the offense or the defense, not specifically goalkeeping, but within the defensive backs or just the front side of the women's profs team? Yeah, honestly, it's just hard to find anything because they're scoring – Obviously, against Swarthmore, we mentioned that game a lot because that was their only tie, their only non-win of the season. But It could have been their first yeah, loss. And luckily, but they, they played stout. I thought they were actually getting dominated a little bit that game, at least possession-wise. But again, score says 2-2. That almost feels like a win because obviously that last goal to tie it exactly. was special. But if you look at just every game, I mean, they're putting up three-plus a game. And a lot of times it's five, it's four, it's six. And then they did put two against Swarthmore, but... Their offense attack is nice. I and they kind of run this, you know, here in soccer about formations all the time, like the the four four twos. They when I watch them play, I'm seeing everyone in different positions. So it's like they're running the the switch, the switch like I don't know what to call it, like a switch formation almost, where mm-hmm. they just fill in for each other. You know, if 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 like for example, if Juliana Giordano you know, sees an opening to go down the far sideline or something, she'll go. And then one of the midfielders will back up and, and cover for her on defense if, if the ball gets flipped to the other side. And I, and I like the way they play. And if anything, no, that could be a possible issue. Maybe a miscommunication could happen. But at the same time, I have yet to see really anything, any miscommunications on that end. 
So I want to talk about the offense again. We'll switch back over from defense to offense. Uh, obviously, it's been something that you just love to watch. And my thing is, is the profs' defense, they're able to stop pretty much any team. Obviously, they struggled a little bit against Swarthmore, as you said, 2-2 tie, but they were able to pick it back up on offense again. Mm-hmm. Do you see a team to have an elite defense like the profs in order to stop the profs offense because at this point they're not stopping and they're just on fire continuing on with the seven zero and one record that they're just trying to roll in into the NJAC tournament at this point. Yeah, I mean you do hear about teams like in the NJAC that as NJAC play is starting up they're two and zero in the NJAC now, but Swarthmore I think might be their best test all season. Um, but you, I think like Montclair State is always up there in talent. Um, you always got to watch out for them. Yeah, <laughs> and you see, you still have the same rivalries of you know the William Pattersons of the world, the Stocktons, even CCNJ. I think has a solid team this year. Obviously, those are all later in the season where you'll probably see best against best. But yeah, defensively, it's just hard because look at all their goal their goal scorers. So obviously, Giordano has eight herself. Clement seven. Gabby Dean, five. Sarah Bergen had a hat trick. She has three on the air, but she's also dishing them out with four assists. Um, Ava Morales scored two on Wednesday in the last game, and she has three three assists on the year, I should say. And they also have both San Felices, uh, the other set of twins, with three assists also, and also one goal to each of their names. So so much production. Like, I don't know where you stop it. Yeah, and look at those sh- uh, those shot numbers. I mean, those <laughs> there's there's a ton of shots. A lot of a lot of these players just have double digits in shots. You have uh, Olivia Giordano with 32 shots. You have Mackenzie Clement with 27 shots. Gabby Dean 19. You have uh, Bergen with 25. You have Morales 16. San Felice 21. And there's two more players with double digits as well. And mm-hmm. that's how you rack up those shots. Is you just get all these. All, all the girls just put put foot on ball, <laughs> shoot it towards net, and it and magic has been happening. And I mean, just, that's just shots in general. We're not even talking yeah. about shots on goal. I mean, there's five or four players, excuse me, with double digit shots on goals. Olivia Giordano, Mackenzie Clement. You also have San Felice as well, both Lauren and Liana. So, it's it's it's, scary, it's crazy. Man. It's scary to watch. They played. They're up to eight games on the season, and. Right now, you have four double-digit shot on goal players, so that's you're guaranteeing that. Well, Giordano is actually set to have; she has almost two shots on goal per game, just a little bit above mm-hmm. two shots a goal per game, and, she and averages Clement a goal averages a game. two shots on goal per game. Yeah, and she averages a goal a game. It's just if you're telling me that you're gonna get a, get me a shot on goal twice a game, and not even just one player, but two players. I mean that's it's that you're taking that production all the time, especially with the talent they have, because they definitely can aim those shots on goal as we see multiple times, and they could score multiple ways. A couple of header goals they've had this year, and they a couple of very nice goals where they've had you know shooting it just outside the box and just rifling it into the top or bottom post. And I, I again, uh, it's I'm trying to find a weakness and. Honestly, I hope there's another game where maybe they do show a weakness because I kind of want to see what it will be like because obviously when you get in the 
the NJAC tournament. How did they adjust? Right? Yeah, how yeah. would you adjust to? They adjusted well against Swarthmore. That was, it was a mm-hmm. back and forth game. It was kind of like maybe a little bit of a chess a chess match between the two teams, and ended out in a in a draw, which kind of felt right uh, for the game. And yeah, man, I you keep keep asking me how <laughs> where this team has a weakness, and yeah. you just look you, statistically, they look good. On the field, they look even better, I think, and I think everyone should go watch them play because, again, the communication they have is amazing. Uh, Calista Burke does a good job controlling her defense in front of her, and she also saves a lot of tough shots if their defense does break down a little bit. So last question, Doc. Obviously, last year, they uh, the women's soccer team, they were able to capture the NJAC title last season, and they couldn't really get to the standard that they wanted to they got to the second round of the ncaa tournament they lost one to zero against virginia west Wesleyan, and they, they that's where that's where they wanted to go was to the ncaa tournament obviously they would want to win the whole thing do you think that this team is able to win the whole thing yeah i think so i mean you have a lot of returning players this year and you obviously have all those set of twins that i think all six of them have produced at least a little bit this year and and yeah, last year, I mean, they're coming off a, a year where they dominated, obviously, 14-1-4 is a very impressive record, but right now they're looking like they're going to actually be better than that this year because obviously they have not lost, and they have seven wins and just one tie. So right now, what's that? They're on pace for, I'd say, like 15-16 wins instead of 14 with yeah. no losses right now, so they're not on pace for Their any Their only losses. loss was in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I mean, and... Obviously, it's a tough way to go out, and you don't yeah. don't want to see that again. But again, it was a one nothing game. It exactly, was, it was just one opportunity that probably slipped away. Obviously, I didn't catch that game uh, on November thirteenth, but in Virginia, they just they also didn't have home field advantage there because no. it was in Virginia Beach. But yeah, I think I think this could be the year. I mean, you see, kind of when you have an upsetting loss the previous year you know they come back firing and right now they are coming back firing and I I think this team could be real dangerous and I'm like even just looking at before they get to the NCAA tournament is the NJAC tournament I just don't know if anyone's going to stop them because obviously Montclair State I mentioned they tie with Stockton last year that was one of their ties uh, before the NJAC tournament but they they beat TCNJ and Montclair State who were both ranked in the top 25 last year and they kind of won those games not with ease but you know I don't it didn't didn't go to any extra time and they won it in regulation yeah and this profs team they're ready to roll out through the rest of the regular season get into that NJAC tournament and potentially get back into that NCAA tournament as well thank you doc for joining us for this women's soccer episode here on the Rowan Sports Review now to continue on with our show the moment you've all been waiting for the interview with Olivia Giordano I'm joined now with Profs women's soccer forward Olivia Giordano. Thank you for joining us on the Rowan Sports Review, Olivia. How's your week been so far? Just non-soccer related, just like stuff, just school-wise or just personal lifestyles? Uh, pretty stressful. I've been doing schoolwork a lot, but it's I can handle it. It's a lot on top of soccer, but doing both of them, I know I can do both, and it's just something that keeps me busy all the time. So introduce yourself. So you have you you are the forward for the women's soccer team. One of the pretty much you lead the team in goals, um, and you also are a nursing major, right? Yeah. So I know that's a lot of work yeah. as well. So I can see where that comes from. So, but how did you get into soccer in the first place? Um, um, just going back to when you were back in Millville. 
So I started playing soccer when I was four. I I fell in love with it as soon as I started playing. My I have two older sisters who also play soccer, so that kind of what got me into it. My parents kind of like played the sport too, so they kind of love it. And they've always been like pushed me. Then I'm so like determined, and I always want to do like work to the best of my ability and always like want to work hard so soccer was kind of something that I really could work towards and I was kind of good at it so I just kept going with it and it was something I really became really really good at and it's something I love because playing soccer just gets my mind off anything it just relieves all my stress in my life because I just focus on the ball and the goal and it's just something that really means a lot to me because it does so much for me outside of soccer like it it helps me live my life. That's awesome. Now, going back to when you played just sports in high school, you also played lacrosse, mm-hmm. I saw. So what made you want to stick with soccer over lacrosse? Um, I've just played soccer my whole life. Lacrosse, I, I was good at lacrosse too, but I just wasn't in love with it like I was in soccer. Um, soccer's just always been something that's just been in the back of my head. Lacrosse was a sport that I liked, but... With a stick in my hand, it kind of wasn't a good idea because I would just (laughs) kind of hit people and I would get red cards a lot. I just, I knew I couldn't play in college because it would not be good. Soccer is also the same way. I kind of get a little too physical, but it's something I can settle down and kind of just work my way around it if I know how to do it. So when, so you are a nursing major, but you also play women's soccer for, obviously for the, for the women's soccer team here at Rowan for would you prefer to play soccer outside of college as well? Like, would you want to continue on with that? Or do you, are you just sticking with nursing? Um, so actually I'm not in a nursing program. I'm in exercise science, which will lead me into a nursing program. So I chose Rowan honestly, just because of soccer. I should have gone somewhere else to be in like a nursing major. So I could graduate in four years now that I'm coming to Rowan. Cause I needed, I wanted to play soccer here. I have to do it in six. Mm -hmm. So soccer has kind of like made me determine my life choices, which is not a good thing, but I just love the sport so much. And I wanted to play at somewhere I know I could play and I wanted like the environment that I could. And I just love the school so much. I just wanted to be here and play soccer. And you have a twin sister, Juliana. Yeah. Uh, And you guys have been an absolute threat on the, on the pitch (laughs) this year. You, I mean, you both scored goals in the last game mm-hmm. against NJCU, and uh, you're trying to just keep this, like, you, you guys are uh, lossless, I would say. Yeah. I mean, you guys haven't lost yet. You're 7-0-1. and You have eight goals in eight games. And you also, last year, uh, you won Rookie of the Week two times. You won Women's Soccer Player of the Week for the NJAC uh, offensively um, this, this season. So mm-hmm. what, is this just pretty much like the Giordano effect? Because you also had... A nine, you had a nine-game winning streak back in Millville. Yeah, and you only gave up two goals. <laughs> you guys have only given up three goals this uh, year yeah. too. This has just been really a lot of momentum you've been carrying from Millville yeah. over to Rowan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So me and my sister, we've always just worked together. We literally read each other's minds. We know what we're gonna do. Being on the same side, we're both on the left side. She's left back. I'm left forward. Mm-hmm. So like that really helps us work together because we literally. When we're passing the ball, we know what we're going to do. We know what the other is going to do, and that really works well. When we were younger, we would play on our travel team, and my mom would like say it was twin power when we would work together because we would just 
you can just see on the field we just went back and forth back and forth all the time and it was just amazing like seeing something like that like everyone would just think it's like a blessing just watching us play because it's crazy how two people can just connect so good do you guys connect that well outside of soccer as yeah, well? Yeah, we're do? absolute best friends. Like, do you do everything do, together, too? I don't too? do anything without her. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Now, with the other two sets of twins, because there's three sets of yeah. twins <laughs> on your team, do you get along with them as yeah, well? Or so, is there anyone else that you can kind of connect with, like your sister on the profs team as well? Um, yeah, so Lauren and Leanna are our best friends. Like, mm-hmm. originally, bef- in high school, we were enemies. Like, we hated each other because we played for, like, two different high schools. Yeah. Going against each other, we hated each other, and now we're all best friends because we play so well together. And me and we all connect together, too. I think it, it, it might be something involving twins, but it's just, like, working all together just flows. Yeah, going back to your, your sister, your twin mm-hmm. sister, have you guys learned anything from each other? I know you guys can read each other's minds, but yeah. have you guys learned anything from each other just from playing soccer? Um, I don't know if I learned, like, just growing up, we literally just had the same mind, so we've just <laughs> always been, like, on the same track, we, like, we have the same thoughts, You just basically. have the same mindset, <laughs> but you guys can crazy. relate like that, yeah. yeah. So, I want to go to the Millville side of things, because mm-hmm. you had a phenomenal four years at Millville yeah. High School. Um, you broke the scoring record in your junior year. <laughs> which is which is insane. Which also your sister assisted, yes. which I think is kind of yeah. cool. That's kind of yeah, that storybook like. So was that your favorite soccer moment that you've had, or is there something else that really stands um, out from either like from Rowan or also from Millville? That was probably the best moment because having that feeling of my sister assisting me couldn't I couldn't have imagined anything better. Like the two of us, I just I have to thank her for everything I do because. I want to be scoring all these goals. I want to be having all this attention if it weren't for her, like the people behind me, not even just her, like everyone on the field. Like I can't just thank them enough because it's not just me, it's everyone else. And you not only just score goals, you also do share the love of the ball too. Mm-hmm. You have you had 13 assists in high school, which was top 50 yeah. in the state. So in, in college, you have five as well, just so far mm-hmm. as a prof. You had three last year, two this year. Um, do you, do you, I don't, I don't know if you want to like expose yourself like this, but you do a lot on the field. Do you see any weaknesses within yourself at all or no? All the time. Really? <laughs> yes. You're very picky about yourself? Yes. Yeah. I, after every game I watch and see what I do wrong, I write down what I do wrong and just mm-hmm. go over my head. Like in the game, I'm just talking to myself nonstop. Like, why'd you do that? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Yeah. And that's kind of not good. Cause I get in my head. Like once I mess up once, I'll be like, what are you doing? Like I'll get in my head. But I'm starting to notice, like, I can't do that. One mistake, like, I can't just let it get to my head, and I just have to get over it. But, yeah, every time, I, it happens almost every single game. I make a mistake, get my head down, and just get down on myself, and it just makes me a worse player. But I have to realize that I'm not that bad of a player, and I can do it. I, everyone makes mistakes. Mm-hmm. And going back to your, your sister and also that Millville game, um, you – scored the first goal against Swarthmore this mm-hmm. past season, and then your sister tied it 
to yeah. make it your only tie mm-hmm. to prevent your first loss. So did you get flashbacks at all from that, from um, the from that game since you guys were just kind of the two-headed monster that Swarthmore couldn't really yeah. handle towards the end? I mean, I, it did bring back a few flashbacks, especially from high school in general because she would assist me a lot, mm-hmm. especially we played offense together. So she wasn't a defender, so we would work like together nonstop. So just doing that is just a great feeling because it brings me back to when we would, we were little and we would play together all the time next to each other. Yeah, and sometimes this season you've also played defense together. So has she mm-hmm. given you, like, tips and anything at um, all from defense? Like, does she kind of critique you, like, yes, you got to be doing this on defense? All the time, <laughs> all the time. But I, I always tell her, like, she's a better offender than I could ever be a defender. Yeah. Like, I... Uh, defense is just not my thing. I try to play defense. It just doesn't work. And I'm like, I, I don't know how this works. She's like, yeah, I know. You don't look good. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's why offense is always, like, I've never played defense my whole life. Offense has always been something. That's good that you guys are kind of picky with each other yeah. just to keep you guys oh, yeah. up to the, the up to par of where you mm-hmm. guys want to be. But um, do you have any role models that, uh, that you just look up to just going into soccer? I mean, it doesn't have to be soccer athlete, but just any role model in general. Uh, my two older sisters, they also played college. They're college athletes. Well, one played soccer and one is playing lacrosse currently. And looking at them, they were so successful, so hardworking, determined. I've always just wanted to be like them. Even growing up as little kids, they were always like what I wanted to be like when I grow up. My mom as well, my dad too, because my dad's my biggest critique, but will always be the person that will support me nonstop. And I want to talk about just comparison from this year to last year. You had a huge step up this year. I mean, you're on pace to just beat like kind of the stats that you had last year. Um, so is there like something different that you've done this year at all? Because there's a lot of improvement yeah. this year. So I didn't know if there's anything pregame that you do differently or no. just like some, some superstitious stuff that you I've, do. Or. All the superstitions I've done last year, I just keep continuing to do this year because <laughs> Like game day hairstyle, game day pre like energy drink, what I do in the locker room, it's just always the same. Cause in my head, I'm like, if I don't do something right, it'll be all messed up. Yeah. So you did but, say you're an exercising or exercise science major, yep. right? So do you do you kind of like follow your major and like follow like certain diets that they put out for you? Um, I guess or? kind of like. I'll learn about like stretches and how to prevent injuries. So I'll kind of take that over and like think like some of the things we're doing at practice, I'm like, oh, like I got to do this or this stretch or this specific thing. But food wise, I don't really diet, which is not good because I can't because I just love food so much. <laughs> dieting, the same is, way. I mean. <laughs> dieting is just something I could never do, but mm-hmm. I need, I probably should look onto it. <laughs> <laughs> last thing I want to ask you, is there either a quote that you follow or uh, just like any quote that you would like other people to follow at all? Just be, um, just something that you follow in general or no? Never stop believing. I know that sounds cringy, but it works though. It's just something that I've been living my whole life. Like, that's my mom's mojo. Like she will always, she'll send me pregame quotes, pregame like TikTok videos, like <laughs> determination stuff. So yeah, uh, just don't stop believing in yourself. Like I said before, I get down on myself really bad, like to the point where I think I should just quit soccer. But wow. I just got to keep like keep my head up and just think like that's not it's not the end of the world that you make one mistake like everything is fine it will work out in the end yeah i think also if you just want motivation you can just look up Rowan athletics yeah. stat sheet and just see the, all the different comparisons between everyone else but yeah. thank you so much olivia yeah, for joining us and have a great rest of your day thank you
You've been listening to the Rowan Sports Review on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Be sure to tune in next Friday at 5 p.m. For more recaps and highlights, player and coach interviews, and a preview of the upcoming games of Rowan University Athletics on your home for prop sports. Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM.